Okay, so we'll just go ahead and start. My name is Paul Nobles. Um, I started Eat to Perform, and I had no idea that anything more than just April and I would um, ever be interested in anything that I had to say other than you know talking to the clients that I was working with privately um, and part of the reason why I didn't think people would be all that interested was because sort of the secret you know that I found I think one of the interesting things about what we talk about with Eat to Perform is that this idea of being constantly focused on fat loss is actually the thing that's stopping you from receiving actual fat loss. And we're about to talk about that for about five hours. <laughs> um, and so, uh, but what's really, what's really cool about it is I've done this before in various ways. I've done it alone, I've done it with Mike. Um, but what we decided in this instance was, okay, what if we could break down the elements of the program and find the best people to talk about those elements. And so I have Elizabeth starting. Um, Elizabeth is basically mindset motivation, okay? Um, part of the idea with what Elizabeth is gonna talk about is what I always start these presentations off with. And it's the mentality that you need to go into fat loss with because the quicker you wanna get it done, more often than not, it doesn't get you the result that you want long term, right? And so kind of maybe, you know, making sure that your relationship with yourself is really good, you know, and I think Lisbeth will have some things to say there that will just be awesome because since we brought her on and she started blogging for us, um, we've had a lot of people real interested. Um, her original article is still one of the best, um, and the idea was that you don't earn your food, right? We're not working out to earn food. We're working out to get better at exercise. And so um, Tony is actually gonna be talking about that part. And what's interesting about Tony um, is when you talk about training, everybody's like, yeah, dude, you know, tell me how to get more beast mode. And what, what Tony's gonna do is, is really talk about basic physiology um, in a cool way that's kind of interesting rather than like the really dorky way that you would think that somebody would present physiology. But what he's going to talk about more than anything is the fact that rest and recovery is the thing that kind of helps your adjustment to the stimulus. When you think of what we're doing here in these gyms and all this hard working out, right? If you're always working out and you never rest, you never give your body the chance to adjust. And so that's what Tony's gonna talk about. That's a big emphasis on his presentation. And then Mike is one of the smartest people I know. Um, not to say anything negative to any of all of you guys, because I know all of you as well, but you know, if you've read MedFlex for um, Metabolic Flexibility, which is basically the Eat Before Manual for Fat Loss, um, you know Mike is a pretty smart dude. And um, knowing Mike, um, it's sort of interesting, and I think this is why the way that we presented this presentation is kind of interesting to you guys. Mike is really smart. And every week, he's in Japan 
or he's somewhere else and he's doing seminars or he's at seminars just as a participant he's constantly seeking out information and I think that you know that's a big part of when we set things up with the science lab for Eat to Perform. If you're not all that familiar with Eat to Perform, I'll kind of run through it a little bit, but you know, the science lab was basically Mike and I talking and saying, well, what's the best way to describe how we want people to understand, you know, to take a sustainable approach to fat loss? And he's like, well, what if it was like a science lab, right? And what if we could peel back the onion for each person and then, kind of figure out like okay if we tried this then we do this and if we tried that can we do that yeah but can you do that for me in 10 days no you know can you do that for me in 30 days no you know I am seven years into this myself and I'm still figuring a lot of stuff out and I think that the patience that Elizabeth's going to talk about is a little bit about that but we all need to be seeking out more information as it relates to our health because it's the most important thing for all of us you know and then what i'll do um is i'll run through basically the the system that i use to get you know games athletes prepared for competition right and then you go oh gosh you know he's gonna talk about like this you know all this working out and and you know restriction to food or whatever carbs you know um, no carbs um, the system that we use with our games athletes is the same system that we use for people that aren't games athletes and um, what we're what I'll be presenting is how you up your intake around the days that you work out or at the very least up an average that allows for adequate out of amount of energy for adaptation to stimulus and that's a fancy way of saying, you know, um, when you eat enough and you work out, you end up getting abs. No, not necessarily. But, you know, part of the pursuit of abs, as an example, is often, you know, the things that stop people from getting there. And so I think we'll be able to make a good case for that. So with that, I'm going to hand things over to Elizabeth and uh, we'll kind of go from there. So here you go. Make Writing notes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um, what we're going to do is basically every presenter is going to have 30 to 45 minutes, um, probably hopefully closer to 30 minutes, and then we'll have like a 15 minute break within each time. Hopefully at that time we'll be able to body fat test you guys, but we'll we'll see how that works out. I've had a lot of caffeine this morning, so the mic might shake a little bit. <laughs> Can you guys all hear me well? Yeah. Yeah. Is it okay if I put the mic on the stand? Okay. Awesome. Because 
as you, if you've read any of my stuff, you may know that I love caffeine and I love yoga pants. So <laughs> those are my two vices. But anyhow, I'm Elizabeth Dart. So some of you may know uh, my writings. You may know sort of who I am. I've been around the CrossFit scene for a while. In fact, the last time, let me just tell you a quick story about the last time I was in CrossFit uh, New York City, back when it was much smaller than what it is right now. It's probably 2010. And uh, I had accompanied Dave Castro to do a uh, talk here and uh, at the old location. And afterwards, you know, in, in 2010, people didn't really know what CrossFit was. How, how many of you were CrossFitting in 2010? Right? Okay. So people didn't really know what it was. It's kind of like people don't know, like, if you're like, oh, you to perform, you kind of have to explain it. So in 2010, people didn't really have any idea what CrossFit was. And we would talk about what we called an elevator speech, you know, like you're in the elevator, the door closes, and there's somebody there, and they look at your CrossFit shirt and say, what's CrossFit? And, you know, I was an affiliate owner, and I worked for CrossFit HQ, and we would talk about, well, what's your, you know, elevator speech? And we could never have one. Like, none of us could figure out what to say. I mean, right now, when people ask you if they see you, your friends say, well, what's CrossFit? You sometimes say, oh, well, I work out, um, I don't know. And it's hard to explain. But because it's on ESPN, people kind of have an idea of what it is and they kind of now know. But back then we had no idea like how to say it. So here we were, Dave Castro finishes his, his talk, we get in the elevator. A guy, the, door, the door's open rather, we get in the elevator, there's a guy in there from the boxing gym that was in the same building. The door's closed, Dave and I are both in CrossFit shirts, the door's closed and the guy goes, what's CrossFit? Dave and I go, <laughs> here we are, we work for, we're part of like, at the time, like 15 employees for CrossFit Incorporated, and we don't know what to say. Dave goes, uh, and he looks at me, and I'm like, uh, and then he goes, uh, we work out. <laughs> so that's kind of like when people say, now they're like, oh, you uh, write for you to perform? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, what's eat to perform? I'm like, the way to eat. Uh, like, yeah, um, it was in the title list. But anyhow, so, uh, but I've got five points on the board, and we're going to get to those. Let me give you a quick update and like a background for those of you who don't know who I am. Uh, 2008, I own the 250th CrossFit affiliate, uh, and I got a phone call out of the blue one day from uh, Greg Glassman, who I'd met one time, and he said, I am your super affiliate, and I really like your blog. And I was like, okay, thanks. I thought it was a prank call. And, <laughs> and then eventually, he was like, I'd like to hire you. And so I started writing for CrossFit. I was the CrossFit affiliate director then for two years. We took, a, took CrossFit from 500 affiliates to 2,500 affiliates. Um, and then started the CrossFit social media program. I ran that for three years. And then turned that over, returned to what I had originally done, which was write and edit. For CrossFit did that for a year and then parted ways with CrossFit Incorporated last summer. And so now I have a blog, I've worked with Elizabeth, I write all the time, I write for a variety of places and publications. And uh, my thing is trying to get your head together, trying to establish habits, sort of habits, but more of a mindset so that you can succeed. Uh, each of Perform is no different in some respects than how you succeed at CrossFit, how you succeed in a lot of things in life. Um, and the first thing that I'm gonna talk about is laser focus. Now we all think like, oh, I'm gonna be focused on this, right? I'm gonna be focused on that, now I'm gonna be focused on this. But there's a difference between focus and laser focus. And 
One of the things that I learned um, about laser focus was actually from working with uh, Greg Glassman for years at CrossFit. So, kind of being one of the members that helped foment this whole change in the way we do fitness, the way we pursue fitness. Um, one of the things, before I get, I, I get any further on, on laser focus, is let's go over the barbell here for a second. One of the things that makes me a little nuts sometimes in gyms, and think about this when you, when you do, if you do this or stop. When you walk up to the barbell, how many of you are like, okay, yep. right oh she's doing that right he's doing that right I don't know what I'm doing we do it to ourselves what if you got up every morning and thought like wow I'm the most kick-ass person I know and today I'm gonna be wonderful maybe you'll be wonderful then so but along the way what you need to do is laser focus so to give an example of uh, back in 2000 okay we all know regionals right big thing worldwide we can watch it, it's live streamed. In 2008, I was in Greg Glassman's garage when he came up with the concept of regionals. He came from Costco with two maps of the world that he had just bought. He said, hey, I got this idea. And he stood in front of his whiteboard and said, we're gonna have these things called regionals. And this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna have a blah, blah, blah. And he started explaining the whole thing. It's the path to the games. And I said, how are we gonna do this? There are like 10 of us. <laughs> like, how are we ever gonna stop this? He said, volunteers are gonna do it. It's gonna be so much fun. I was like, okay. And he outlined it all on the board. And he was like, we're gonna have 17 regions. Okay, you know, let's divide up the world on these maps. Um, and then he proceeded to have this laser focus on that particular thing. And that's what I've learned from, from watching someone build an empire was that focus because we think we focus but to have a laser i mean like he has a laser beam that when you're in the beam it's almost uncomfortable because you're like can't you look at that person over there not there what they're working on because you are it for the moment we all get distracted so easily look at our world it is full of information there's information everywhere at your fingertips but what are we starving for wisdom because we need people to filter out the bullshit from our lives. And we need to do that ourselves. Because we, and, and what does, what's the beauty of Eat to Perform? Oh, follow this, do this. But you have freedom within that to do it your way. And you're not gonna be like, oh, 
I had cookies tonight. I had to start all over. <laughs> How depressing, right? Would that be? I got to 23 days and then I had a cookie. Oh, I have to start over. No, life will go on because life is cookies too. If we're only... <laughs> if you celebrated your birthday with like, wow, I had a piece of fruit, right? We're social animals. One of the things that, uh, in fact, I think it'll be this uh, weekend, a thing that I've written uh, for each to perform, uh, talks about we are social animals. It feels good to celebrate with food. The trouble is when we do things in patterns that we lock ourselves into and then we don't. We stop enjoying life or it becomes a deleterious effect on us because we can't celebrate without food. But there's nothing wrong with enjoying life. But, but back to laser focus because I got off my laser focus on laser focus. Uh, uh, to give you an example of, of laser focus that's going to lead actually into uh, keeping perspective is that in 2010, uh, the CrossFit Games had just moved to the stadium for the first time. They had been on the ranch in Aromas prior to that. And we were trying to figure out how to sell tickets. I mean, here was this little competition that all of a sudden was gonna be in this big stadium and we weren't selling tickets. And so we were like, maybe we should do this, maybe we should do that. It's early days of social media. We were like, should we put more posts up? Should we ask people to buy tickets? What should we do? And into the middle of it, step right last one. He said, stop focusing on selling tickets. Focus on making the best games that you can make. And the rest will fall in line. He was like, focus on that. And so we all focused on that, and the games were amazing. Sure, there weren't a lot of people there. I had to point the camera a certain way so you didn't see all the empty seats. But you know, I took a lot of shots of the sky. We, we spelled the name wrong on the winner's check. Nobody realized that. You know, Kristen Clever was holding up somebody else's name on the check. We were like, yeah, we won't use that shot. You know, it's just there are some things that just, I mean, it was a budding revolution at the time. But what happened is that 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 laser focus on having the best experience, making the best experience possible. And we should do that in our lives. Like, we shouldn't have some miserable life so that we can look fabulous. Like, right now you may notice I have what, a little bit of belly hair because I ate mac cheese with my kids on the couch this winter and last winter. I got injured along the way, and you know what? I had a great time. <laughs> I have no regrets. My kids and I, we sit, we sit on the couch, uh, John Gilson says my, my couch, couch doesn't sound like a regular house, it sounds like a think tank. Because we sit there, we enjoy, we can't even, just give you an example, me and my kids sit on the couch, we watch a show, like we're on regular TV, but we have Netflix, and um, we have closed captioning on every program that we watch because we talk so much that we read our TV. We read whatever the program is, and if somebody says something, we look it up. Is that accurate? You know, there's something on a... Uh, we were watching a show the other night, Scandal, and there was uh, an airplane crash investigation. And we had to like pause it, because I'm like, I used to investigate airplane crashes for the Air Force. So I'm like, that's not right. How can you look at that? That's not right. You know? Well, my point to this is we enjoy that time. So I had to work this off. I'm going to need to perform, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm, life will go on. I'll, I won't ever beat myself up for the winter I spent eating mac and cheese on the couch. It was a lot of fun. You know, but now I gotta get, I gotta get a little more hustling and kind of gotta get that moving because I don't want this part. But my dead theft is awesome. <laughs> 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 so you gotta, 
you know, sometimes you're, you can't focus on all parts of your life being wonderful and perfect at the same time. Because either you're going to fail and get depressed, or two, you're going to be a miserable person. How many people do you know that, that look fabulous and then they're just like, can I lick your dessert for? <laughs> really? That's your joy in life? I sat and had dinner one night with a wonderful games athlete. Wonderful. Four years ago. Wonderful. But she was like, can I just lick your dessert for? And I was like, really? She was like, that's my treat for the night. I'm like, okay, you can lick my dessert for sure. <laughs> Don't go through life licking the dessert for. Have the dessert and then go and take that laser focus and put it on the next thing. You know, the, somebody once said the wonderful line, uh, you're one meal away from being perfect. Have the next one be it. Make a good choice now. Maybe this isn't such a great choice. I had a beer last night and I had a Manhattan. <laughs> that, was, that was the most alcohol I've probably had in two months. You know, but life goes on. So laser focus, because, oh, the other part to this is willpower. Has anybody read the book Willpower by, uh, can't remember his name right now, so that's not helpful. <laughs> we willpower. Researchers now believe that we have one pool of willpower for pretty much everything we do. So that if, uh, for example, you have chronic pain, you are using up so much of your of your willpower every day dealing with that chronic pain and trying to manage it within your head that you don't have as much willpower then, perhaps in your eating, perhaps in your workout, and so that you're going to deplete your willpower by having, having to use that across all spectrums of your behavior. So sometimes, if you're having a rough week, look at what's happening in your life. Maybe this is too much stress going on here and you're using your willpower to deal with an injury or something else stressful in your life. So don't beat yourself up then if you fall down and, and make some bad choices, perhaps nutritionally, or you miss a workout here or there. Just pick yourself up and keep going, because otherwise you're just going to deplete your willpower, you're going to hit the wall, you're going to just be all sorts of messed up. And trust me, I've hit the wall enough that I know it. <laughs> you know? I mean, you're going to crash, you're going to survive, you're going to learn, and you're going to go and drive again. So this is part of, uh, leads into keep perspective. So many people lose perspective. Um, and I think sometimes we, we, you know, working out like this lends itself to losing perspective because we love it, right? You want to tell all your friends about it. You know, you go to a party and everybody's talking about crossing. You hear somebody else say deadlift and you're like, I'm going over here. <laughs> <laughs> because it's fun and we should talk about the things that we love at the same time though try to keep a perspective in that you know uh, uh, this is an example how many people do you know that uh, you ask them to do something and they say oh well sure I'd like to go out on Friday night however I have blah 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 and then the next day I have this this and this and they're they're talking about their schedule and meanwhile you're just thinking wow I feel so un unimportant I'm just another spot on your schedule and you can't fit me in and you feel small but what if they just said I would love to do something with you I'm a little busy right now we go out next Tuesday you'd be like well yeah now you feel good so my viewpoint on this kind of evolved because I used to be one of those people who was like, here's my schedule, and I'm so busy, and blah, 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 blah. And then about maybe close to six months, eight months ago, I have two um, sons, uh, 15 and 18. And my 15-year-old, who's a quiet kid, he said, oh, Mom, I need to do 
whatever it was. And I said, oh, well, I have blah, 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 blah. And he said, oh, it's okay, it's not important. And I realized, like, that's sad, you know, that your kid should always feel like you're, he's important to you. And I just stopped and I said, you know, all that stuff that I just talked about, that's not important, but you are. What is it that you need from me right now? So he told me, and I thought, wow, and I just stopped telling people my schedule because no one cares about your schedule but you. <laughs> don't they just want to know if you're available you can spend time with them um, and keeping perspective though is huge and that also applies to your eating keep it in perspective I wrote a, something uh, recently that you might have read on each form about it's not about the donuts but don't it is about the donuts because donuts represent freedom <laughs> this is why you're not gonna go out waving the donut flag but um, because it's the freedom to make a mistake it's the freedom to do something different it's the freedom to sometimes be like okay I'm gonna have this and I'm gonna enjoy this and then I'm gonna make a better decision um, if you don't exercise those those the fun and the freedom to make a mistake, then really life becomes a grind again. So keep perspective, because otherwise you just become miserable. Um, okay, so lose it. Lose perspective though sometimes too. And this is what I mean by that. I mean join the service. We think that we know about commitment. Like, oh, well, I'm gonna commit to this, I'm gonna commit to that. There's a difference between being committed to something and joining the circus, and I mean in a good way, joining the circus, not like, I gotta get out of town because they're after me. Um, and let me give you an example of this. In 2008, on that phone call with Greg Glassman, he said, I think my, my blog sucks. Does my blog suck? And he said, yes, it does. And he said, would you write it for me? And he said, I would. And he said, okay, I'm gonna hire you. And he said, I don't know what I can pay you. I said, all right. And the phone, like we hung up the phone. He's like, okay, I'm gonna go tell the others. He hung up the phone. And meanwhile, I thought this was like a hallucination. And um, I didn't get, but I was ready. Two weeks later, the phone rang again. And it was him again. He said, I understand you teach college English. I said, yes. And he said, can you move away from that? As in, could you quit your job? And I said, why? <laughs> he said, because I think your job, I have this feeling that your job is gonna get a lot bigger for us. I hadn't even done anything yet for them. And he said, I think your job's gonna get a lot bigger. So I said, okay, and I hung the phone. And then the next day I wrote my letter of resignation to the college I was working for. I joined the circus. I was in, I was fully committed. Um, in 2010, I was living in Connecticut, working for CrossFit HQ, running my affiliate, family lived there, whole deal. And uh, CrossFit HQ asked me to move to California. I said, okay. I asked my kids, they were like, yeah. I was like, all right. I sold my gym, I sold my house, I sold two cars, we bought one-way tickets to Santa Cruz, <laughs> and we left. We joined the circus. Total commitment. And that, in itself, will do amazing things for you. Because what happens when we totally commit to something, as opposed to, oh, I'm gonna try it a little bit, I'm gonna try it a little bit, I'm gonna stick my foot in the, in the water, you know? How many of you do that? Like, you go to go swimming and you're like in the pool, I'm just gonna get a little bit at a time. Oh, it's a little bit cold, it's a little bit cold. But if somebody pushes you in, you're like, 
And then you're like, wow, this is okay. Like, this is good, right? It's so much more fun, even if you don't even see it coming. At first, you're kind of really pissed and like, oh. But then they're like, yeah, this is fantastic. Imagine if you did that in your life so that you decide, you know what? I am going to fully commit to each form. I'm going to wear my Fitbit and I'm going to, you know, track my macros and I'm going to really try this. Similar to the way that you may have committed to CrossFit when you tried CrossFit. Some people, I hear, I see this all the time now, that people go, I'm going to try CrossFit, but maybe I'll go like two days a week or three days a week. Maybe I'll just try it and see how I like it. And that might work, but I tell people, go full hot, whole hot. Go five times a week for the first month, first two months, first three months. Go and see, fully immerse yourself in it. Jump in and see how you like it. And then you can kind of settle it out. Okay, my body only really likes two days a week, likes three days a week. I like to barbell lift. You know, I, I crossfit two days a week now. I barbell club three times a week that I attend, and it's fantastic for my body at this point. But just really join the circus sometime. Just be like, I'm just gonna go do it because life is short. And you're just gonna have a whole lot more fun at the circus, I'm gonna tell you, than you are gonna be walking down, down your street. Go and just commit deep, deep, deep to, to it. If it doesn't work out, you try something else. Life will go on, you keep breathing. Um, life is so, so short. Uh, my nephew was 29 years old when he, uh, actually he was 28 years old, when he received a diagnosis of, of cancer and in 235 days later, he was dead. 235 days. What would you do if you got told you had 235 days to live? And why aren't you doing it right now? Because who knows, tomorrow you could get a horrible, something happens. The phone rings and something changes in your life. So do it now, life is short. But keep perspective, lose your perspective, and join the circus, and get light. What I mean by get light is, uh, how many people have read uh, Marie Kondo's book, The Japanese Art of uh, Tidying Up Your Life? Tidying up? You've read it? It's a big hit right now. Basically, what Marie Kondo says is that you should go into each room in your, in your house, and you start and you do one room at a time. What you do is uh, you pick up each item and you say, does this bring me joy? And if it brings you joy, you keep it. If it doesn't bring you joy, you get rid of it. It's a fascinating way to organize your life so that all the, you know, the shirts that you bought because you were at Marshalls or someplace and it was on sale and it's red and red's not your color, but it's a good deal. And so you buy it and then you never wear it, it hangs in your closet. All that stuff, you just get rid of it. You get rid of so many things. 2010, when I decided to move to uh, California, my kids and I went through the house, and we either gave away or sold almost everything we own. Almost everything. I told my kids, go into your room and pull out what you'd like to keep. They each came out with a box and some books. They were like, this is it. We did it. We we threw away or gave away so much, so many things that um, my neighbor was in tears because I was like, "Oh, you like the rider mower? Take it." <laughs> the local, uh, uh, my mom's, uh, my, my mother's elderly. She's 87, a nursing home in Connecticut, and her nursing home came and got a giant, big screen TV. You know, the local women's shelter. We gave away so many things too that it, it, uh, that I've said that it, it seemed like someone died, and, and maybe someone did. Maybe that was the old me. Um, but I got light, and I cannot tell you the freedom 
that comes with being light. You will take more chances with the less that you have hanging over you. And we don't always think of things in our life like we're in this society of accumulation. I'm gonna get this, I'm gonna get that, I'm gonna have this and that. But when we look at people who really succeed on a massive level in our society, like Mark Zuckerberg, he like wears the same thing every day. Like that's a little weird, but how freeing. The same thing every day. Like he doesn't have to worry about that. He's like five t-shirts. He's like worth a bazillion. Um, but the getting light, not in just in your possessions, but in your own mental attitude about how you approach things, you get light and you'll take so many more chances. Uh, it's just It'll change everything. When you go into your house tonight and you're like putting away something in your in your drawer, look at like your shirt. Pick up the first shirt you, you come to and look at it. Be like, does this bring me joy? If it brings you joy, keep it. If it doesn't, maybe get rid of it. Maybe that's the way we should look at things when we look on social media. When we read things, uh, you know, if it brings you joy, keep it. And if not, really think about why you're keeping your life. Because there are some things that you have to keep in your life. You may not like your mother, but you gotta keep her in your life. <laughs> you can't be like, sorry, mom, you're not bringing me joy, you gotta go. <laughs> that wouldn't be a great idea. <laughs> I like my mother, though. <laughs> but I think it's really, it's a great concept. I'm a fan of saying, uh, you wouldn't eat garbage, so don't put it in your head. Um, but we do, like the news, there's garbage. And we just get addicted to it and we read it and we keep reading more and oh my god, this is so horrible, but I have to keep reading it. And this is terrible, but I can't I have to keep watching it. Um, well what if you just stopped? What if you didn't read that? Imagine how much better your life could be. Imagine how much happier you could be if you just kind of decided and made a filter. If you wouldn't eat garbage, don't put it in your head. Um, now this is my weird little acronym that I think is really, really, really important. This stands for stupid shit with cold beer afterwards. <laughs> I think it's really important. When I opened my own affiliate, the first thing I ever wrote on the whiteboard before I wrote a workout, and I had a whole bunch of women working out in my garage beforehand, and I had to get a, a place finally because my lawyer was like, everybody in town knows you got all these women running around outside in your neighborhood, and the Ruthie McClatchy, the zoning officer, is going to come knock on your door. You better rent a place. So, uh, when I opened it up, the first thing I wrote on the whiteboard was building a community one member at a time. Because what I had found, I had spent uh, six years as an Air Force officer and then I had married a man, uh, another Air Force officer, and in the military, and I'd spent the next 16 years traveling the world with him. And uh, anybody here have been in the military? Okay. This is the amazing thing about a military community. It's very tight-knit. Whether you're a member of the military or whether you're a spouse of a member of the military, it's very tight-knit. You live on bases together, you do things together. I once lived on an Air Force base in uh, the high desert in Southern California. The close, anybody ever seen Aaron Brockovich? Okay, remember the, when they go out to the to where the kids are swimming in the pool and it's so desolate, and there's nothing there, and you're just like, oh my god, this is like you know Mad Max way back when, you know, there's nothing there. That's in America. That's where Edwards was. <laughs> there's nothing. Half an hour, you're driving to the local to you through nothing to get anywhere. Target is half an hour away, and so you learn because the grocery store closed at six o'clock every night. So if you didn't have spaghetti sauce and you were making something for your kids, you were screwed. You could have to drive half an hour. 
to go get a jar of whatever you needed. But instead you learn to knock on your your neighbor's door and say, hey, do you have any spaghetti sauce? And they'd say, just come in and eat this. Just bring your kids. Like, and so you learn to rely on each other. That kind of tight-knit community, when I got out of the military, I didn't find it anywhere else. And it didn't seem to exist. Now, we have CrossFit. <laughs> so we have these communities again, if we do them correctly, and we build that sort of tight-knit other place that we go. You know, people talk about third spaces. First space being work, second space being home. Third space where you go and you feel accepted. And for all, some people, that's church. For some people, it's a, it's a gym, a CrossFit affiliate, or a strength and conditioning gym. Um, but they're really, really important. And that ties into strong shit with cold beer afterwards. Straight, I mean, <laughs> stupid shit with cold beer afterwards. What it is, is that we get this idea in our lives that the big moments are what we value and what are exciting and look, when you won this and that. But really, what happens in our lives are that the things that happen in the small moments are what we really remember. Those are, that's when life's made in the small moments. So that when we have events where you just do stupid shit with cold beer afterwards, like that's awesome. Like that's life. Um, you know, I just uh, uh, had a deadlift video that I'd thrown up on my page and I deadlifted 260 for the first time. And I didn't, there were a lot of people that like were like all excited. I was really surprised at the reaction to the video. And then I realized why when somebody said underneath that they, they were like, you had no shoes on, no belt. <laughs> You know, you were just, you know, standing up with that, not geared up, nothing. Those are our lives. Those are the small moments. Sure, it was fun to, to hit 260, but it was just like hanging around with my buds afterwards. Like, yeah, we did that. Hey, she won't try some clothes. Okay. You know, <laughs> these are our lives. Um, but that, those are the important moments. So even uh, in your house, in your own life, the dumb things that you do and that you hang out with those small moments, they're huge. One of my favorite memories uh, of my kids is, uh, and it sounds crazy, but uh, we used to have a rule that you couldn't get in your sleepy pants until six o'clock because everybody come home from school and they'd be like, ready. Like, I'm ready, I'm gonna beat you. I'm like, okay, six o'clock. Nobody can get in sleepy pants before six o'clock because then it's time to go hang out on the couch and do other stuff. And um, at six o'clock, like, it'd be like, tick. And they would run. It was like a three, two, one, go. <laughs> and they would run. And they'd be like, the clothes coming off and they're gonna get all changed. It's stupid, but it's a small, wonderful memory of life. And those are really, really important. So, be thankful that you have a place that you can do that sort of thing. And perhaps for some of you, it might be right here, perhaps in your city, you might, you know, lift and then go out together, you know, share something together, a meal, whatever. But it's a lot of fun. The community aspect of what we do in our lives is huge. And that applies the same thing as to when you went with your eating. Community aspect is massive. Um, so just don't forget that. We, we get so caught up how we're gonna do things, how we must achieve. But overall, remember that um, people think life is a, is a foot race, and it's not. Oh, I didn't make it by this point. Oh, I must be published by this point. Oh, I must do this by this point in my life. I must have children at this point. I must do that. Life isn't a foot race. Life's a target shoot. It doesn't matter how fast you go. It matters that you hit the target. It matters that you become who you 
are, not who anybody else thinks you should be. There's an interesting book out right now called uh, The Intersection of Should and Must. And should is who we think we have to be, but must is who we must be. Um, and that's really, really important. Um, anyhow, successful mindset incorporates all of that together. But mostly I want you to remember, don't earn your food in the gym. You're not a dog going for treats. Nobody's gonna be like, ooh, we made four pull-ups here, you get this. <laughs> um, don't earn your food in the gym. Have this mentality that you can succeed so you mess up today. Tomorrow could be the most wonderful day ever. And you don't even know it yet. But it's all so in your mind and you can succeed at all of it. But you just have to take it one step at a time. Laser focus. You're gonna do this. Commit. Join the circus. And then just breathe through it all. Because it'll all be over before you realize it. Anyhow, that's about it. <laughs> So we did get, um, how's the audio? Do, I'm good. So we did get the body fat machine working. Um, it did end up being the electric, so, which is kind of exciting because I think that's going to be a fun element for you guys to experience. And I think that um, the way that we'll analyze that for you is going to be different than you probably think. Um, as an example, the first thing that I look at when I see body fat analysis is not the body fat percentage. I look at how much lean muscle I have. And um, my suspicion is if you guys are like all the other people that we test, is that fat is typically not the issue. It's really muscle and how you attain that. So I wanted to piggyback off what Elizabeth was saying and then um, we'll break for 15 minutes and we'll start getting that set up and um, getting you guys rolling with the body fat test. Um, can't hate yourself lean. Um, that's a concept that Molly Galbraith from the um, Girls Gone Strong. Um, and I think that's a really powerful idea, right? The idea that you're going to, you know, hate yourself to the ideal body composition is just not something that happens. And so, um, if you look at my personal journey, um, I was 225, 230 pounds. Okay, got down to 150, currently weigh 165. Um, I can walk you through the muscle and all that scenario, but I can tell you one thing about that guy 10 years ago, when you Google Paul Nobles and poker, you'll see some interesting pictures. There's sometimes, you know, I'm a little less version of myself, sometimes I'm a heavier version of myself. I loved every version of that guy, and so would you, right? I was a good dude back then too, you know? And it was really that relationship with myself that allowed me to get to where I'm at. I kept looking, you know? I was dieting and running into all these problems and stuff like this, but I kept working, you know? And ultimately where I landed is what I think is going to be different about this presentation than most things you hear related to the way you eat. Elizabeth touched on it a little bit, but it's the idea that if you take a longer approach, and if you're forgiving of yourself and things of that nature, you can then go, okay, I didn't work out on Tuesday, not that big of a deal, I'm showing up on Wednesday. But every day you hit that barbell, the barbell does not get to win. 
right? Barbell might have temporary battles where it gets to be the leader, but that's an inanimate object and should not scare you, right? And so um, I think that's a big thing for a lot of people. So we'll break here, we'll try and get things set up, and then um, what I'm going to do before Tony presents is we're gonna go over as a group, and then I'm gonna walk you guys on how to use the machine, because basically we're just gonna set it up in the bathroom, you can you know do it any way you wanna do it, with clothes on, without clothes on. Um, there's no reason why you would want to have clothes on, you know. Um, there's no reason why you would want to add three to four pounds to a um, weight measurement. So keep that in mind. That's why we're going to set it up that way.